Who is invited to enter the kingdom of God? Jesus' teaching answers this question, and we'll be spending today's episode discussing one parable that illustrates his point beautifully. Don't go away. Well, it's a sleepy episode of Doable Discipleship over here with Jason Whelan and Doug Jones. Episode. <laughs> this is a Saddleback Church podcast designed to help you deepen your friendship with God, but we like to call it the show that helps you grow. <laughs> <laughs> Personally, I'm feeling really great, but you, seem, you look like you have you a little bit like of like, yeah. you got some crust in your eyes, Thanks. hair disheveled. Yeah, it's been, it was a rough night, but countenance fallen. We're here, we've made it, yeah. and uh, we're... Off and running. Um, ben is just teaching you so many like new tricks of like perseverance and life without sleep. You were such a big like. sleeper before. You used to go to bed early. Uh, I mean, I've never been a good sleeper, mm. but uh, this is just this takes that to a whole new level. <laughs> it's been o- it's okay. I think he had a, a tummy bug or something last night and just mm. wasn't feeling great. Um, before we get into things, I just wanted to give a shout out to a, a high school student named Reese. I was teaching high school ministry last night, and uh, he came up to me afterwards and he said, "He said, are you one of the voices on the Doable Discipleship podcast?" <laughs> he was like, "I knew it. I thought so." So, Reese, shout out to you. Hey, we're popular with. The youth. <laughs> That's, I know. I was like, I was just so excited at that one of them. that at least one high school student listened to the podcast. So there we go. That's really cool. Yeah. Um. So we are uh, continuing. We are in part seven of this eight part series on the parables of Jesus. That means we got today's episode, and then next week's, and then we're moving on to something new and exciting. So, uh, but. These two episodes are great, and, you're, and we're going to spend a lot of great time talking about um, t- uh, today's episode, which is going to be the kingdom of God is for everyone. But if you're just getting into this, if, if you're just listening, go back to episode 84, start this series on parables, because you don't want to miss it, because we're talking about themes in Jesus' parables. We're not going through each and every parable, we're hitting some major themes. Um, and so today's theme, as I said, the kingdom of God is for everyone, and we're kicking it off with the parable of the banquet. This is found in Luke uh, chapter 14, verses 12 to 24. So uh, before we read the actual passage, let's get a little bit of context. First, is Jesus has been invited to eat dinner at the home of a Pharisee, and a large crowd is following Jesus everywhere at this point in his ministry, and evidently many of them also attended this meal. So this was this was a big deal. This was a hullabaloo, if you will, uh, at the a home. Real- a real humdinger a real <laughs> at the home of this Pharisee. And Jesus' reputation has grown, and he is now very much on the radar of the religious elite. They know who he is. They've seen what is going on. They have heard these stories. Yeah. And his ministry is gradually moving closer to Jerusalem. And as that happens, his conversations with the Pharisees intensify. It's um, he's they they are seeing that he is moving closer and closer to Jerusalem. And this particular Pharisee, he was at least cordial enough to dine with Jesus. Not all of them would, but he was cordial enough to dine with Jesus. Though things uh, did appear to be a little bit tense, and we see hints of that tension at the start of the chapter. It start in Luke fourteen one. It says one Sabbath day. 
Jesus went to eat dinner in the home of a leader of the Pharisees, and the people were watching him closely. That kind of gives this sense that the people were going, "Uh, something could go down here. How's this going to go? There could be a rumble. Is this a Jets and (laughs) Sharks situation? We'll see what's going on. Everyone's snapping their fingers in unison. Something bad's about to happen. (laughs) So that's where we're at, yeah. Yeah, this, we don't. Yeah, uh, clearly, like you said, this was one Pharisee that was like, it, you know, at least on speaking terms with Jesus. And we don't know, maybe at this stage in his ministry, the Pharisees hadn't, you know, gone to full on hating sure. him yet. But still but trying to scope him out. <laughs> yeah, but there's clearly this kind of like they're sizing him up and they're wondering, you know, what what his deal is. Well, let's read the story. <clears throat> like Jason said, it's Luke chapter 14, verses 12 through 24. And it says, he, speaking of Jesus, turned to his host. And said, when you put on a luncheon or a banquet, don't invite your friends, brothers, relatives, and rich neighbors, for they will invite you back, and that will be your only reward. Instead, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind. Then at the resurrection of the righteous, God will reward you for inviting those who could not repay you. A little, little uh you know, interjection there. Remember, we talked about the theme, the kingdom of heaven comes first. So Jesus is, is pointing to the kingdom of heaven in this passage. So we'll see some of the other themes that we've discussed coming out in this uh, very same story. Hearing this, a man sitting at the table with Jesus exclaimed, what a blessing it will be to attend a banquet in the kingdom of God. And Jesus replied with this story, a man prepared a great feast and sent out many invitations. When the banquet was ready, He sent his servant to tell the guests, come, the banquet is ready. But they all began making excuses. One said, I've just bought a field and must inspect it. Please excuse me. Another said, I've just bought five pairs of oxen and I want to try them out. Please excuse me. And another said, I now have a wife, so I can't come. And (laughs) first... These are some lame excuses. These are the worst excuses you've ever heard for anything. So basically, like, I've just bought five pairs of oxen and I want to try them out. It's like, I, I got a new car and I want to yeah, take it out for the weekend. Ah, <laughs> I just bought my uh, new Vespa. I got to yeah. go give it a, a run around the block. Yeah, so these are people who are just like, well, you know, kind of hemming and hawing. Like, no, I won't be able to make it after all. It doesn't sound so fun anymore. I've got other things to do. Well, the servant returned to, to his master and told him what they, what they had all said. And this, the text tells us that his master was furious. Now, again, we're going back to another theme that we've seen in the parables of the seriousness of God. His master was furious and said, go quickly into the streets and alleys of the town and invite the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. And after the servant had done this, he reported, there's still more, more room for more, or excuse me, there's still room for more. So his master said, go out into the country lanes and behind the hedges and urge anyone you find to come so that the house will be full. I love behind the hedges. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, peekaboo. Yeah. <laughs> you, got, you free? <laughs> you like parties? <laughs> Come on out. For none of those who I invited, this is the master speaking again, for none of those I invited first will get even the smallest taste of my banquet. So this is a, a pretty, um, I, I find this to be like a very like practical sounding parable, like going to parties, like making excuses to get out of things. This is like common human behavior. Behavior, And Jesus is calling it out and using it to make a, a really important point. Yeah, so there's there's a lot going on in, in this parable, in this story. So what does the parable of the banquet teach us? Let's look first at the cultural context going on, because we have to keep that in mind. Who was Jesus talking to? What was 
what was going on in front of him at the time. And Jesus was speaking to a largely Jewish audience. And the Jews were God's covenant people. That's the story of the Old Testament. We see that clearly in the Old Testament. And because of this special relationship, they tended to see themselves as shoo-ins for the kingdom of God. They say, ah, I'm... I'm bought in already. I, yeah. I I got my ticket at birth. I'm good to go. We're not those loser Gentiles. Yeah, or, have fun. Know. Have fun. We're yeah. going. See you yeah. later, Samaritans. <laughs> yeah. um, but there are a few big problems that we got to touch on with this this way of thinking. First, historically, the people of Israel had done a terrible job of keeping God's covenant. Yeah, you extremely can, terrible. You literally read the Old Testament, and it's just a story of one mess up after the other. And it, it, it's honestly exasperating at some points where you go, oh, come on. Get it together, Israel. Really? Um, second, they rejected and sometimes killed the prophets that God had sent to correct them. You can see exasperation coming from these prophets in the Old Testament too, especially like, like in Jeremiah. He's, just, he's like, come on, listen to me, people. Um, and third, they would ultimately reject and crucify the Messiah who was sitting at the table with them. You can't get around that. Is, yeah. is God sent, sent the Messiah, the one who they had been waiting for, and they did not recognize him yeah. and ultimately crucified him? Yeah. Yeah, so Jesus gave this parable to illustrate the way in which the Jews had rejected God's generous invitations. This is a really, really a cutting story that Jesus told. Many Jews, and especially the Pharisees, considered themselves to be really pious, God-loving people. Um, they kind of considered themselves, at least on the spiritual level, head and shoulders above everybody else. Uh, but history had proven that they were actually really rebellious, and they had consistently refused to draw near to God no matter how many times he called them and no matter how many uh, chances he gave them and no matter how long he waited, they still resisted. So Jesus was bold in warning the Jews that most of them would never see the kingdom because of their lack of obedience to God's commands and lack of receptivity to God's Messiah. Remember the end of the parable we just read, that the master said, none of those I first invited will get even the smallest taste of my banquet. So Jesus' ministry and his death and resurrection would show that although the invitation to the kingdom was given to Jews first, that God established a covenant with them first, everybody would soon be invited. And when Jesus speaks about the servant inviting all the lowly people from all over the town and the countryside and peekaboo behind those hedges, he's showing us that the kingdom of God is not just for Jews, but also for Gentiles who are non-Jews. Anybody who's not a Jew is a Gentile. I'm, I'm a Gentile. You are too. I'm Jason, a Gentile. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the poor, the sick, and every other kind of person that would normally be ignored is invited to the kingdom of God. So again, our theme for today, the kingdom is for everyone. And that's where we draw the key principle from this parable and this theme, is that the kingdom of God is not for the deserving, but for the willing. Yeah. And I, the, the, this is one of my favorite themes or ideas to think about and to, and to talk about, because it it puts us... It, it puts us all on the same plane. We're all in the same playing field in the sense that none of us is deserving. No one deserves to be saved. Salvation mm-hmm. is a gift of God's grace. And it's a gift that is available for everybody. The, the kingdom is available to all people, not just a select few. This does not mean that all people will accept God's invitation, 
but it does mean that everyone is invited. The gift is there, and, and God is handing out his, has his hand, the gift is in his hands for every person to choose to take or not. Yeah. Um, and, and Christians are called to show the same kind of grace to others as well. We are called to show grace to everybody, not mm-hmm. just choose the select few that, you know, oh, I don't need to care about these people. I only need to care about these people. Right. Uh, no, sorry. Uh, we're called to share and show the same kind of grace to everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this takes us back to the first part of the parable where, actually prior to the parable, when Jesus addresses his uh, his host or the the you know, the guy who had invited him over for this dinner. He said, when you put on a luncheon or a banquet, he said, don't invite your friends, brothers, relatives, rich neighbors, etc. We already covered this. That will be your only reward because they can pay you back. But instead, invite the people who can't pay you back, the blind, the lame, the crippled, you know, all that. So <clears throat> this takes us into a big question we want to we want to sort of land on today and discuss a little bit. And that's the question. Uh, it's a question that I would like you to each, you know, each of you to kind of turn on yourselves, look inward and ask yourself this question. Am I reflecting the heart of God as Jesus instructed. And a question that we might use to clarify this is, am I inviting other people to my banquet? Luke uh, 14, 12 through 14, like we just said, is the part of the, the passage where Jesus says, look, don't invite the people who can pay you back. Focus on loving the people who can't. So a question that Christians should confront regularly is, who have I shown hospitality to lately? And that doesn't simply mean who have I invited over for dinner lately or, or that kind of thing, or who did I invite to you know, to, you know, my party last week or whatever. The question is, am I showing love and acceptance and am I inviting people into fellowship with me, into friendship? Am I extending a hand of friendship to somebody who others may ignore? And this is a really, really hard thing to do. And I don't know if, if culturally it's, uh, if it's harder today than it was back then, but I know for me, this is a, this is a point of real conviction where I know that I, I struggle in this area and I have a hard time rising to the occasion so much of the time. I don't do it enough. I'm usually too preoccupied with my own business and I rarely push myself outside my comfort zone enough to actually um, extend a hand to people who are easy to ignore and even tempting to ignore. Remember that we're ca- commanded to love our neighbors and marginalized people and even our enemies. Jesus does not give us a hall pass on loving anybody. Love all people. And this is something that I think uh, as Christians we 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 don't do super well. We <clears throat> we might succeed on the le- on the intellectual level of like understanding, you know, God, understanding the Bible or loving people close to us and that kind of thing, but when it comes to loving the people who are on the outs, um the people who maybe we don't want to be associated with or um or especially our enemies, this is a real this is a real hard thing to do. Yeah, so as we're talking about these encouragements of things uh, that you should be reflecting on uh, out of this parable, as Doug said, the first one, who am I inviting to my banquet? The second one, then, is who am I inviting to God's banquet? Because before we know Jesus, we are the people in the streets, in the alleys that I talked about, who are invited to the banquet. That there was a point in time where you did not know Jesus, mm. and and somebody else who did invited you in. And once we come to Jesus, then we become the servant who the master sends out to invite others. So we must face this a big question, which is who will be at the banquet because of you? Or as, as Pastor Rick likes to say, who will be in heaven because of you? 
Who are you going out and inviting to the banquet? Mm-hmm. Have you ever told anyone about Jesus? It may not. It may be something that you just feel really uncomfortable about. And if that's the case, uh, I'd encourage you, um, if 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 you go to Saddleback, to go to class four hundred one. It talks about um, how you how how you can use your story to share Christ with other people. Um, it's a whole a class on that. So I'd encourage you to check that out. And in really, if you if you've never done so, it isn't too late to start spreading the word. And you can start start simple. Start start with your neighbors. Start with your family. Start with friends. And just as in just in bring Jesus and bring your faith into into conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, God will open doors for that. Yeah. Um, just be looking for those opportunities. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll clarify that even more when we get to the doable section in just yeah. a couple minutes. Before we move on, though, <clears throat> uh, you know, doable goes out kind of all over the place. It goes out on YouTube, goes out as a podcast, and we never know who's listening. So I, I want to take just one second, um, because if you're listening and you've never turned your heart to God and decided to trust in Jesus, if you've never responded to the invitation to his banquet, um, first of all, I want you to know that that invitation exists. I want you to know that God has extended his hand to you and he wants a relationship with you. He wants to know you. And so wherever you are and whatever you're doing, I want you to know God has his eye on you. Whether you've already turned to him or not, God has his eyes on you. And he loves you and he wants you to come into his home, into his family, and to enjoy life with him forever. So if if you've never done that before, if you've never actually kind of turned your heart toward Christ and accepted that invitation, I want to give you just a, a... quick and simple invitation to do that. I want to be the one to formally extend God's invitation to you today. So you could just say something like a really simple prayer in your in your mind, in your heart, or out loud if you're in your car, car in a private place. You could just say something like this, God, <clears throat> I'm ready to accept your invitation. And from this point on, I want to do my best to know you and follow you. Please help me on this journey. And thank you for reserving a seat at your table for me. It doesn't have to be anything fancier than that. It doesn't have to be anything more complicated than that. It's just about responding in the best way you know how to who God is today and responding to his invitation the best way you know how. So if you've decided to take that step today, congratulations and welcome to the kingdom of heaven. We've been talking about that theme lately. So welcome to the table. Welcome to the family. Welcome to the banquet. And I hope I hope you'll do a couple things in response to that too. First, I hope you'll continue listening to Doable, um, just to help you grow and to get some steps to help you along your spiritual journey. Uh, and secondly, I'd love for you to get involved at a Saddleback campus if you have one near you, or if you live outside of you know the radius of a Saddleback campus, you can get involved at our Saddleback online campus. Go to saddleback.com/online, uh, or find a local church near you that you can get connected to, because. Uh, like Pastor Rick always says, the first thing that somebody needs when they're born, and the Bible talks about uh, coming to Jesus for the first time as being a spiritual rebirth, that the first thing we need when we're born is a family. So make sure you take the step of getting plugged into a church family, whether it's Saddleback or a church near you, so you can start living out all God's purposes for your life and start exploring what what life with Jesus really looks like, because um, that's a lifelong journey, and you'll need people to help guide you along that road. Lastly, uh, I'd, I'd love for you to take your, your immediate next step, which would be to be baptized. So if you're somewhere close to Saddleback Lake Forest or another one of our campuses or some other local church, 
uh, take the step of baptism. Step up, you know, this weekend or whenever the next baptism is, and say, "I'm ready to. I'm ready to announce to the world that I want to follow Jesus. That I'm a part of His family now." Um, and baptism is a, a really important way to do that. That Jesus modeled for us. So I hope you'll take that step too. That's perfect. Um, as we transition into the section of doables, we understand if if you just prayed that prayer for the first time and invited Jesus into your life, like that's the that's the biggest doable step that you could do. Yeah. So you've done your doable. <laughs> so you've done your job. Um, for everybody else um, who who is walking with Christ. Um, already is we have these doable steps for you out of this parable, out of these themes and principles that we're talking about today. And it goes back to these questions that we ask ourselves of who are you inviting to your banquet? Who are you inviting to God's banquet? For question number one, we're asking you to think of person number one. Think of a person that you know of who is on the outside, quote unquote. Someone that you know who needs your kindness and plan, or who needs your kindness, and then think of and plan a way that you can serve them. Maybe it's taking a, a unpopular or a lonely person that you could take to lunch, or maybe it's a person that is, is struggling financially who could use a gift card for food, or, or a single parent who could use clothes for a job interview, or even just, you know, offering to babysit their kids for a bit so they can, you know, have some have some time on their own. Think especially of someone who doesn't have the means to repay you as Jesus said and then offer to serve them in that way. And then for person number 2 then, it's think of a person who doesn't know Jesus yet and begin to pray for this person and look for opportunities to invite them to church or to start a spiritual conversation with them. It, 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 don't be weird about it. <laughs> yeah. Don't be a weirdo. <laughs> you don't have to lead off in the first conversation with, have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Yeah, let me tell you about it. Because you're going to see the back of their head and them walking away, really. <laughs> <laughs> um, just, just be prayerful and be mindful of opportunities as they arise. And we have a great example of somebody who's been doing that recently. Yeah, there's a volunteer on our team named Kathy, and um, we love Kathy. She might be listening. Hey, Kathy. Uh, and she was just sharing uh, lately just some ways that she's, and I won't get into details because that's that's kind of her business, but um, she's been sharing over the last couple of weeks that she's been sharing um, Jesus with some members of her family, people that she just really, really loves and um they're not people that know Jesus yet. And so she's been really, really tactful and careful, but also very thoughtful and uh, really looking for opportunities to start having conversations with Jesus. And and the way it's come about, about for her, Jesus. what did I say? With Jesus. Oh, well, she does both. Yes, yeah, she, she does, but in <laughs> regards to this story. Yes, but thank you. Um, and she's been going through some health stuff lately, and it, it's actually been the peace that God has been giving her through this process and the sense of kind of calm and um, and just that unshakable joy that she's had through this process of having to go through these these challenges has actually been the thing that has drawn attention to her from from people in her family who say how are you able to how are you able to stay so cool when all this stuff is going on and so she's had a few opportunities where just doors have gotten kicked wide open and she's been able to say well the reason why I'm able to you know, continue day after day and have peace about all this is because I believe that God is sovereign. I think he's my maker and I know that he loves me and I know that whatever happens to me, he's working out something good inside me. And I know that ultimately he's got me, he's got me taken care of for all eternity. So why should I be too worried? 
And <clears throat> that has been an amazing testimony, an amazing sign of her trust in God that's opened doors for her. So um, you don't have to always be, you know, um, trying to kick down the door. Uh, instead, just wait for God to open it and and look for openings in conversation where you can begin to talk about Jesus. Yes. And so once you have identified these two people, uh, write these names down and put them somewhere where you will see them every day. And this will remind you to pray and look for opportunities to invite them to the banquets. Yeah. So we can kind of, I guess we should recap because we we gave you a kind of a complex doable today. So two people that you're going to reach out to. The first one is basically the person that you're going to invite to your banquet, the person who's on the outs that you can bring into your circle and extend a hand of friendship. The second person is who are you can invite to God's banquet, who's the person who needs to know Jesus but doesn't yet, that you can pray for and begin talking to. Oh, Jason, that's always a pleasure. Do we have anything we need to talk about today before we go? This episode coming out on the 12th. Um, <laughs> just, let's just all just no. sit here from home. I think we're pretty squared of, away. Yeah, everything, all the programming are up and running. No, we're good. Do not miss next week. We're wrapping up this series, the final week of this. We're going to have a party. Illustrious parable. Yeah, it'll be a, yeah, we'll have a banquet for all you know. <laughs> uh, that's it. We love you, and we'll talk to you again next week. If you enjoyed this episode, consider giving us a rating or a review on iTunes. If you do, you'll help other people find us in the future. You can also listen to these episodes on YouTube. Subscribe to the Saddleback Church YouTube channel for these conversations, plus lots of video content. And if you're already listening to us on YouTube, subscribe to the Doable Discipleship Podcasts on Apple Podcasts or your favorite app, so you can listen in the car or wherever else you go. Don't forget to visit saddleback.com slash doable to check out all our previous episodes. And go to saddleback.com slash grow to find spiritual growth resources and view a calendar of upcoming events. Lastly, you can always get in touch with us by emailing maturity at saddleback.com. Send us your thoughts. Send us your questions, your Bible questions, your life questions, whatever. Who knows? Your question just might inspire an upcoming episode. Thanks again for tuning in to Doable Discipleship. I'm Doug Jones, and I hope you'll join us again next week. Thank you.